Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Network. What you what you want? What you what you want? podcast here on the lazy geeks network this is our weekly podcast discussing the biggest news of the previous week for the week of may 8th i'm steven vargas i'm adam riley and we are here with the news so yeah so i i this week uh this thursday is my birthday so my birthday. I, my birthday. So I decided to treat myself to something as to finally upgrade my phone, which I think I mentioned on a podcast or two ago that I was going to finally ditch my uh, iPhone and go and come back to Android and get the uh, Galaxy S7 Edge. Right. So I had a shit Friday, just so you know. Like, I, like there was nothing in the in the news that said anything about, like, substantial rain was going to happen. So I got dunked on twice. Um, yeah, it rained pretty um, hard here yesterday. Yeah, yeah. this was on Friday. So I was like, you got to be fucking shitting me. So then I decided, I go, I'm going to go to the phone, but uh, I'm going to go to the Verizon store. But knowing my ass, you know, they're not going to fucking have the phone that I want. Mm-hmm. Oh, we have the, the gold one. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I want that black Onyx phone. That's what I want. Fortunately, they had it. And they had, he goes, oh, yeah. He goes, we just got in a, a shipment of all the colors. So. So I was like, sweet. So, um, so I've been playing around with the phone all weekend, and God damn it, it's sexy as fuck. Um, it's it's weird to get used to a phone that doesn't have an edge on it, because you know the iPhone, and then the one before that I had was the the Galaxy S three, and the other phone. So you know they all had distinct borders and stuff like that. So this is just a little weird to get used to how to handle the phone. Right. Um, the I like the always on clock. I mean, that's kind of cool. So that I don't have to keep tapping it to just, you know, what time is it? What have you? Um, the swiping. I like the I like the fact that you can customize the different uh, the different sidebar when you swipe up. 
and then you just keep swiping when you want to get to like the the functions you the apps you want the the programs you want your news your sports so i got my sports set up there and of course i changed the default for the news because their default news was yahoo news i was like yeah no we're not doing no that. thank you we're not, <laughs> we're not, we're not doing yahoo <laughs> uh, but uh overall i mean it's lighter than shit the pictures are fucking awesome on this phone um i set up the the uh, thumbprint which is so easy so much better as far as uh reading your thumbprint as opposed to ios was um pictures and even facebook navigation on here is so much more reactive it loads faster you don't have as much of the I guess, I don't know, the iOS bullshit that you normally do. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I dig it. I mean, I've been I've been uh, playing around, customizing everything. I put an antivirus on here, even though I really very seldom ever do. But, you know, I want to take care of this phone for a little while. Right. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Yeah. And, uh, and I put in a 128 gigabyte uh, SD card. Uh, it was cool because like the like you have to punch the little there's a little hole on the top of the phone that you punch and the tray kind of pops out and they actually give you the device inside the package to do it all right on yeah this is a little metal little it looks like a fucking uh, guitar pick but it's got this little like needle point at the end (laughs) air guitar in and shit stairway to heaven while i'm playing there um (laughs) uh but uh yeah, and, you know, you got the, the chargers, and they even give you a connection piece for you to copy your data from another phone to this phone. So, and the connection piece, a lightning plug. I was like, oh, I see what you did there. Hmm. You did that for iOS people that are moving over to Android. Um, the, guy at the, the guy at the Verizon store did it for me anyway, but I had already backed up everything onto my... Um, my OneDrive, and I was like, uh, yeah, I go, he goes, you want your, I transported your contacts, do you want your pictures transferred over to you? I go, no, 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 I already, I already uploaded them. Unlike most people, I already did that shit. <laughs> I got my shit together, don't right. worry about that. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, so, I, I've, I've been digging it, I've, I've been having a lot of fun. I'll talk about it later in, uh, in the podcast of, I, I told Adam when I got it, I go, yeah, I set it all up, I feel more civilized now. Um, but uh but yeah i mean uh the black i mean i've seen the other colors i don't know the black just looks sexier the black the black finish the only silver on there is just the the border yeah i only like i had one time i had a white phone mm-hmm. and i was like no this bastard i just can't do it dude <laughs> it's just it's i don't know yeah i i mean i dig it i you know you I, look at my desk and everything's black Right. <laughs> Why well, I, I did that with the the iPhone was silver, because you can't get black with the iPhone with the right. with the new iPhone. I didn't want champagne or whatever fucking color, which doesn't matter anyway, because most times you're gonna have a cover over it. But uh, yeah, I I dig it. I've you know got everything all set up on it, and so and I still have an iPad, which I like the iPad. iPad's good for what I wanted for. Right. But. Uh, for mobility and you know on the go and stuff like that i i like this one i did quickly ditch their um their samsung keyboard 
and went to SwiftKey. <laughs> and uh, what about that Microsoft keyboard? You're not digging it? I don't. I don't know if that's available for Android. I know they said they they made it for iOS, but I I was gonna look for it, but I was just kind of playing around with it. I'm, I'm not mm. sure if it's available for Android. Because I know it's not available for Windows Phone. I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, I have no complaints for the Windows Phone keyboard, but it's like, why can't I get that fancy one though? <laughs> <laughs> Can you help hook a brother up? I mean, Can you hook a brother up with some shit? You know. Right. But it's funny because I can tell the difference between SwiftKey between iOS and, and Android. Like I've been using it on Android. Remember I told you I ditched it because it was just acting really weird. It yeah. didn't really seem as intuitive as it used to be. And so when I got back to the Android version, you know, personalized it like did with the, all, the, all the other ones. And uh, all of a sudden it was just like, boom, boom, it's finishing my sentences for me. And I'm like, okay, there's something on the iOS side that prevents it from being as intuitive as it is so but yeah so yeah so that's my impressions of it i'm gonna play around with it for another week um and then i'll probably end up writing a review on the site and putting it up there let you know what i think about the whole thing Mm -hmm. um uh and i'm sure like most of you which adam will discuss later have seen probably captain america civil war um i've seen it twice already (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I saw it on Thursday night and then I saw it on Saturday with my brother because he was supposed to go Thursday, but he ended up having to work. Um, Adam and I kind of, Adam and I talked about it a little bit. Uh, It was awesome. Um, It was one of, you have to be, you have to be real careful when you talk to, when I talk to Steve about a Marvel movie, it gets a little testy. He thinks I'm trying to attack him. I'm like, Hey man, I want everybody to win. (laughs) Uh, no, it was it was actually it was it was funny because here you had a movie that had so many characters involved. Right. That was always a big concern was all the characters in there. Um, how are they going to do them any type of justice? You know, uh, because we saw what happened in, in Batman versus Superman. Some characters were sacrificed and then other characters were just kind of thrown in just to kind of be thrown in. It seemed because, in honest, in all honesty, we really didn't need to see that little quick glimpse of the Flash or Aquaman, or, or I mean, that long selfie of Aquaman that we had. It's always, <laughs> always got to be a comparison to DC. But, uh, but in this, in this film, in this one, all the characters had their moments. They all had, even if they were just in it, just for about thirty minutes or so, they had enough time. In the end, it was still a Captain America movie, which was good because it really held into that. But it really delved into the relationship between Tony and Steve. And uh, I I thought it was just it was very good because it still kept that whole kind of um, espionage kind of what's going on that it did in Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. But it had just a bigger canvas to play with when it came to civil war. Um, the great thing about it though, is that the all getting them all together to kind of fight each other. Wasn't the primary thing of the movie. Um, however, when they did get together to fight, it was fucking awesome. Um, they, they, they really had all the characters kind of come in there. Standouts black Panther fucking rocked balls dude he just he was bad ass in that movie 
Um, they really did his, they gave him an arc in the movie. Like he went from, you know, in the beginning, how he was in the beginning to just, you know, uh, uh, you know, they, they developed his character throughout the entire movie. Um, when he came out to fight and stuff like that, dude, he fucking rocked it. Um, the, um, the, the progression of vision and, um, Scarlet witch was good. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you're fans and remember how they're supposed to end up having a love affair it kind of pushed it that way where you see vision getting a little distracted around um around wanda oh yeah and which let's be honest i mean i was distracted (laughs) myself (laughs) right (laughs) uh tom holland as spider-man is fucking perfect and i read this article the other day that said about um that spider-man in civil war is amazing but he so didn't need to be in the movie and when I thought about it, I thought, it's true. He didn't really need to be in that movie. But this was a perfect way for Marvel to say, hey, Spider-Man's back. This is what we're going to do with him. Yeah, he wasn't in the movie because the movie needed it. He was in the movie because Spider-Man needed it. Yeah. And it really needed everybody to say, like, oh, my God, this is awesome. I can't wait to see the Spider-Man movie. Right. It, was based, it was their way of saying, he's come home, guys. We're going to take care of him. And, and that's what needed to work. Paul Rudd's Ant-Man was amazing. He was so good in this movie. And they, there's a little spoiler that I can't, I, I don't want to say for those of you that haven't seen it yet, but Hank, he, he kind of comes full circle in this one, which was actually really nice. It was, it was one of those surprises that I didn't even see going into it. I was like, oh, shit, you're kidding. They did that? Cool. Um, but, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then the the... There's one part in the beginning that kind of tracks through the whole movie where you're just kind of like, okay, I, I see where they're going to go with that, but they kind of twisted it on you at the end where you're just like, oh, I didn't see that part coming. So that was that was a nice little nice little surprise. Um, but uh, but yeah, overall, I thought it was it was a it was a fun movie. And if you haven't seen it, and I still don't know why people leave after the credits, you know. Um, well, I know a lot of people nowadays, they know they can go watch it on YouTube. <laughs> so they just leave. Uh, but there's two credits. There's the mid-credits the mid, uh, mid credits scene and then the end credit scene. Mid-credits scene kind of builds up towards the next project in the Marvel Universe. And then the end credit scene is just an extra scene that's kind of cool. Gets you kind of like, okay, cool. But it's nothing like, oh my god, they can't believe they're setting it up. It's not, a, it's not a huge reveal. It's kind of like the shawarma scene at the end of the Avengers. Yeah, it's just cool. Yeah. So, um, I I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I'll probably end up trying to get Peter back to discuss it on uh, just another podcast for June, with spoilers. So, uh, so yeah. I'm in a I'm in a weird place with that movie. Like, I want to see it. Um, I know that I'll enjoy it, um, but I don't. It seems like everyone around me is like foaming at the mouth, <laughs> and I'm just kind of like, yeah, it looks like it's gonna be good. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not like Marvel. The Marvel movies to me, they're not bad, but they're they're just getting to the point where I'm expecting them to come, and I expect a certain amount of enjoyment and quality and that always happens and spoken like know. a dc fan no i'm not saying it like <laughs> that i'm just saying that it's like 
That's another thing, too. Ever since Batman vs. Superman, I can't say anything about comic book movies without someone calling me a fanboy of DC. I, cannot, I can't have a critical opinion anymore. Fucking. I think the problem is everybody's fucking sucking so much Marvel dick, their mouths are gl- glowing like Iron Man's chest. Jesus Christ. Oh, I mean, I'll see the movie, but I'm just like, I'm not like, oh, my God, I have to go see it. You know, I'm, I'm not freaking out about it. One of the things Adam and I were, Adam was talking about this week when I mentioned that is oh, how I said that Marissa Tomei, who does appear in this movie, uh, looks fucking so hot. Oh, my God. She's just ridiculously hot. I, I think there was more eyes on her than there actually were on everybody else in the conversation <laughs> um, as Aunt May. And it was funny because you're hearing even Robert Downey Jr. going, yeah, and you're just incredible. He goes, you're ridiculously hot aunt, <laughs> you know. Um, but it was funny that uh, Adam's like, oh, yeah. He goes, Marvel Marvel has – what did you say? Marvel has it good or something like that. They go, they yeah, because – go ahead. Because he says, oh, yeah, they make a change like Aunt May. And everybody seems fine with it. He goes, but you make one change in a DC thing. But I think in a lot in a lot of instances, in, in, when we were going to that, I think the DC fans are more critical. But the thing is, but here, here, here was the thing is that it, I don't think it was that big of a deal because one, it's Aunt May. Nobody expects a whole lot from that character. No, that's the thing that no one is understanding. You guys are all blinded because it's and it's not. Tomei. Well, that too. It's not a bad thing. It's Marvel. Marvel has already established themselves as making amazing movies. If they made a movie that wasn't amazing, people would be confused. They wouldn't even be angry. They're just like, what happened? Like, so they can pretty much do anything. And everyone's like, yeah, I mean, Marvel knows what they're doing. That's the place we're in right now. DC, on the other hand, since we have to compare the two, because God forbid we talk about a DC movie or a Marvel movie without bringing up the other side. DC, on the other hand, is just starting out. So everything is under a microscope. Like, you guys are going to fuck up. You're not doing it like Marvel. You're going to fuck up. Well, he, but And if DC came first with it, Marvel would be under the same microscope. That's not a bad thing. No, but here, here's one thing that I, I, I think is a, as a good juxtaposition for that is the fact that yeah but how many times has warner brothers screwed up their own franchise no i agree and, and I, I do th- agree and i and i think that's where that stems from i think in a lot of instances because we've had the movies like green lantern and you know and and, and superman returns and you know a lot of those other uh, dc properties with the exception of the nolan batmans because there you can't even you can't even compare the two um the thing is is i think because they've screwed up a lot to this point that everybody is kind of and then the mixed response from man of steel is that i think there's a lot of people that are just kind of expecting warner brothers to screw up so when they see them doing things that they don't like they they jump on it yeah and and i agree with that here's the thing too and 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 i've said this to someone at work who's talking and he literally got angry with me like that's how that's how sensitive people are. Um, Marvel has, if you really think about it, Marvel has made one movie because this this Marvel universe is all one big fucking movie. Like if you want to think about it in a broad term, so it's easier. It's a, it's a comic book environment, right? It's really what not, they've created. <laughs> I'm not. 
and I'm not saying this maliciously. I'm not saying Marvel's fucking up or they're getting away with anything. They're fucking ingenious, really. They made a universe, and now they can just plug in fucking characters from any direction they want. And as long as they keep a similar tone, because, yeah, people say, oh, Ant-Man was so much different. No, it wasn't. It wasn't really that different. Sure, it was kind of a caper flick, but it has the same kind of tone as, as the other movie. There's a Marvel movie tone that the cool thing about for for Marvel is general audiences love. love. It's not a niche thing. Everyone loves happy, the, the good guys win in the end. And that's kind of, and that's not being untrue to Marvel. That's how Marvel Comics is. You know, no, but it's, see, it's but fine. see, that's that's where, and that's the one thing that I've always had some contention with is people always say Marvel always has a happy ending, always has a happy ending, always has. They don't a happy always ending. have a happy. No, ending. they they actually don't have a lot of happy endings. It's simply because things are brighter, people make more jokes, people are right. you know are like that. The thing is, is that you know they don't always have a happy ending. I've read Marvel for a long period of time and I remember when they originally had Tony Stark kill himself. Yeah. Uh Captain America gets killed, you know, there's so many other There's been some they, dark they, moments in there, Marvel. There there's been a lot of dark Spider-Man doesn't always save everybody. People no, die all the time. When Stacy? Exactly, but even even after that most recently uh the last couple of years J Jonah Jameson's wife yeah. When J. Jonah Jameson was married and was there. And so, and, you know, he takes it upon himself. People always assume that because, oh, Marvel's bright and brighter and that DC's moody and, you know, intense and nobody. And, and this is what um, I think that brought it on because of your mention how um, you never, you say you never, um, in Marvel comics, you never have a fear that something's bad's going to happen. But maybe, in the defense of Marvel comics, though, I don't read Marvel that often. Right. So my, my knowledge of Marvel is either secondhand or it's the only the main fucking time books yeah, you know what but, i mean and the thing is is that with them and with their experience and stuff like that it's not necessarily to them but it's people around them and right. they carry that burden and the thing with civil war is that there is no happy ending at the end of civil war it's not a happy ending um you know, because the thing is, is everybody... well, I've noticed that I've noticed that more serious tone in the Captain America flicks, too. And the, the big thing that that comes about with a lot of this stuff, and especially with the Avengers, it's not the Justice League because they're always fighting amongst themselves. They're right. always having issues with one another. And and that's one thing that I think most people that don't read Marvel, you can see that from them is where it's like going no that that doesn't happen all the time dc doesn't have the edge on being moody and you know you know and and uh you know having differences of opinion within them they're not all sunshine and rainbows and that's one of the things that i just i was like going no most the yeah when you're seeing captain america and you're seeing all those movies yeah the colors are bright because they don't desaturate everything like Zack snyder has to do he has to desaturate everything to make it dark and broody and moody because Marvel's colors are filmed naturally, but they still have serious overtones. Characters have arcs. Characters have issues. It's like, but they're not all, you know, oh, let's go ahead and fight the bad guy. Let's. Okay. Well, here's for, here's for clarification, okay? I agree with you 100%. Now, I have in the history said that they're happy-go-lucky because it pisses you off. Um, but No, but I've read the, that and I've read that. No, no, no. It's day. definitely, and that's my point. The general public know Marvel from their extensive television cartoons and stuff like that, where things were happy-go-lucky. And I think, I think that Marvel goes, okay, we know this, 
So why don't we play it up a little bit? You know, why don't we make sure the humor's there? And no matter what the arc is or whatever, make sure the humor's there and there's a certain kind of tone. When I watch a Marvel movie, I more feel like I more feel like I'm I'm watching one of the cartoons, which are great. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But it feels to me that it has that same kind of, oh, there's a one-liner here. Oh, but shit, there's some shit going down over here. We need to handle that. you know And, and I think that Marvel was ingenious in the way of going, we need to pull in those fans too. Like the 90s kids that didn't read comics, but they watched Amazing Spider-Man. They, they watched the X-Men you know, and stuff like that. Well, maybe they don't want to mention X-Men, but still, you know, those people. With DC, even DC's cartoons – they were they've always not moody i mean both of them marvel invented heroes having problems in comic books i mean before marvel started doing that with with stan lee and shit dc none of their heroes ever had an issue you know they always had a fucking <laughs> smile on their face um i think i think what um fuck i'm losing train of thought dc has more of a uh i would say darker not in moody but darker in like shit can it's almost like Game of Thrones, where people can just fucking die for nothing. Right. Like, you're like, what the fuck? You know, it didn't even make any sense. Why'd that happen? Like, right. there's a certain, for the reader, and this is my history, and like I said, I read predominantly DC. Marvel might have this in some capacity, too, and I just don't know it. But when I was reading DC, you always had that feeling of even the hero who's on the front page of the comic that I'm reading could die in this situation. It could be the end done and it wouldn't even be a main event it's just done and they'll come back you know <laughs> but still i remember when superman died that shit was on cnn well, motherfuckers yeah. were tripping because they you needed I mean? to they needed to you know sell comics exactly but, you know but, but that's that but that's but a, this, that's, is, that's, this that's is a story of the event but the thing is is that it, to, to that to that aspect i never felt that with them or, or with marvel it's all perspective perspective you know what I mean? And I was a little kid when I was reading this shit, too. Like, I grew up reading um, the late 80s and early 90s DC when they started, like, really grinding the grit in your fucking face. <laughs> yeah. And and my main point is, though, like, and I've had friends tell me, oh, um, isn't Steve, like, a, c- a couple friends listen to some of the podcasts and stuff. And like, isn't Steve more of a Marvel fan? You're a DC? I go, yeah. You guys should debate. You guys should fight about it. I'm like, there is no fight. That's that's what <laughs> annoys me is that DC drops a flick, okay? Man of Steel I thought was, an, was a, a good movie. I liked Man of Steel. Um, I don't know what other people complain about. Batman versus Superman. Now, I have, I have talked to many people and, and I've explained parts of the movie and how I perceived it and why I enjoyed it. But I also always add – that Snyder, though, he's only making a movie for people who are going to understand every little fucking detail and see it the way he sees it, which he needs to stop doing that. It's it's not helping. Like, you're only making movies for people who are so ingrained in DC fucking lore, and then everyone else is like, what? Like, I don't know what's going on. You gotta watch even, the movie. You gotta open up Wikipedia just to watch right. the movie. <laughs> like, even Adam. I, I went to see Batman vs. Super, my friend Adam, and um, I told him... Because we were in the movie, and they should. And spoilers: if you haven't seen the movie, you don't want to see it. So <laughs> I'm just gonna. Um, when they show the uh, Robin suit, oh right, he didn't know that was Robin. He has no previous knowledge of it. He didn't know Robin was killed. 
by the Joker. He didn't know any of that because he never read comic books when he was, he was a sports kid. So he leans over to me and he goes, is that like one of Batman's old suits or something? I said, no, that's supposed to be like Jason Todd, blah, blah, blah. And then he kind of left it alone. But then when we came out, he asked me, like, who's Jason Todd? And I, I gave him the whole history of it. I even told him it was a vote. <laughs> but I told him what it was. And he told me recently, he said, you know what? If you hadn't explained that to me, yeah, it, it put he said it put the whole movie. It put Batman's mood in the movie in the perspective for him, because before I told him that he was like, why is Batman so fucking upset? <laughs> like, why is he walking by his old suit and getting pissy? You know, like he didn't get it. But I think that's what Snyder does. He's, he doesn't think about. He just assumes everybody knows. That's one of the things I do like with like with Marvel. And what Marvel does is the same thing Abrams did with Star Trek is that the Easter eggs, the things right. that only the true fans would know, only it is to enhance what's already going on, not to tell the narrative. Mm-hmm. And unless, you know, you had a plaque that said, you know, Robin, Jason Todd, you know, nobody would get that. But it shouldn't dictate bruce wayne's behavior without a previous mention i mean you know it, it's it they touched on it in a in a kind of a throwaway line not to go back into that whole thing but you know where he's like how many good people you know are left in gotham to give the illusion that you know most good people don't last in gotham and gotham like harvey dent um but <laughs> but i believe in harvey dent yeah. <laughs> don't we all <laughs> um but uh uh, but yeah, so and and I think with Marvel and like like I said, what J.J. Abrams did with Star Trek was, is here's the narrative, and then let's just throw in these little pieces in there just for people right. that know the show to go like, oh my god, they did that, and but it didn't take away, it just made it made it cooler for you, but it it the people that watched it still knew what the hell was going on, right? And I think one thing, and and I keep telling people I'm really excited for the Wonder Woman movie. Not only Wonder Woman is my favorite female superhero, hands down. It, there, there will never be anyone that will convince me otherwise. It's just the way it is. <laughs> it, it probably she can't be your favorite. You know, it's like when people tell you yeah. that. No, no, that's not your favorite. I told someone <laughs> like I was at work, and we obviously the topic of of comic books comes up a lot at work because everyone knows. I mean, my cube at work, my desk, like has I have like super. I have the Trinity. <laughs> a picture of them up there, you know, and everyone knows. And so they'll come to my desk to ask me questions or argue with me or whatever. And um, someone asked me, who's your favorite superhero? And I said, it's usually Batman. It depends on the run. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, and they go, well, what about female? I said, Wonder Woman. I said it quick. Yeah. And they're like, but Wonder Woman's kind of lame. She's just a female Superman. And I go, wait a minute. <laughs> and I went through princess of the mascara i fucking the whole history and they were like what i didn't know that and then the the gods made her this and her mother gave her this and they were like what the fuck i'm like yeah read some shit (laughs) read a book (laughs) jesus know your history i'm sick of (laughs) fucking kids actually i just watched with my kids today because um i got some of the dc animated movies that i've missed and i never saw the wonder woman one which actually came out a while ago and um the girls love Wonder Woman. I actually just bought them. My daughters, I just bought them a uh, a poster of um, of Wonder Woman from Batman versus Superman, which I was gonna put in my room, <laughs> but I was like, nah. And I put it in their room. They're fucking. They're freaking out about it. 
and we watch the Wonder Woman animated, and it goes through the whole history. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. it's her and Themyscira, and and why they're there, and her leaving, and and stuff like that. And it was really well done. You know, but I think that um, going back to our previous topics, we can move on to the rest of the <laughs> podcast. Um, the the only thing that's annoying me right now is that there are two. There's two things. One is it's not DC versus Marvel. It's never been DC versus Marvel. Stop making it DC versus <laughs> Marvel. I mean, it's, if there's anybody versus anybody, it's it's uh, it's Call of Duty versus Battlefield. That's it. Right. <laughs> and we'll get into that. Um, is Marvel currently quote unquote winning in in film right now? Yes, they are. Of course, they are. But it's unfair have... to say that because they've been doing it for like eight years. <laughs> exactly. Now, is DC? Should DC do it? do it more like Marvel? No, they shouldn't. They should do it the way they want to do it. But, as I was saying, I'm I'm looking forward to the Wonder Woman film, not only because it's Wonder Woman, but because it's not directed by Snyder. Yeah. They need, I like Snyder. I do. Because he makes movies that I enjoy. But they need to... But then again, you're a bro. Right. <laughs> they need to get some fresh meat in there, somebody with a different perspective. And I really like how DC said, look, or Warner Brothers, whoever's pulling the string... Um, let's get a female director in here and let's do it right. And I think that movie is really going to set the tone of quality for DC films. Whether they keep that going, I don't know. But I really am, I have high fucking hopes for that movie. And if that movie comes out and it's shit, I'm going to fucking lose my mind. <laughs> so, But then Justice League is directed by Snyder too. So I really think, and, and it's all over the internet. So I'm sure someone at Warner Brothers and someone at DC is sitting down with Snyder going, dude, can you make a movie that I don't need to be a DC historian to enjoy? <laughs> Possibly. You know, and I think with Justice League, it's going to be a little bit different because it's a cleaner story than Batman and, versus and, Superman. And then now they made Affleck executive producer on that. You see that shit? Mm-hmm. You know why they did that? Because Affleck knows what the fuck he's doing. Right. I think they, they put him on there to, to bring the reins in. Because I, I love Snyder, man, but he gets a little too fucking excited. Look at this. They're saying, oh, Batman vs. Superman going to have like a four-hour director's cut. Of course it is. Because it's a Snyder movie. Right. He films like two movies <laughs> and then cuts half of it off. Yeah. You know? I mean, it, it, and I'm surprised it's only going to be four hours. I know. <laughs> yeah. Probably filmed like eight hours worth of. He probably watch, has that cut. He probably has that cut at home. Watch a movie that Snyder has directed and put his commentary on. Mm. He's a lunatic, like in a good way. But you can tell, like I, I think it was um, what comic book movie did he direct? Watchmen. Watchmen. Yes, I watched Watchmen with the commentary on, and he was like so over fucking joyed with excitement about every little thing like he i think he lets that fan part of him take over a little too much and he's not thinking about okay what if people have never seen this before what do they need to see how do they need to be introduced yeah exactly you know so we'll see how that goes but wonder woman (laughs) i'm telling you dude anyway Although I can, um, although I have to say in in this one, and I heard a lot of a lot of uh, females cheering, uh, Black Widow, she got it going on in this one. Good, Dude. she should. Those the some of her fight scenes. It's funny because each movie you see her, her fight scenes get a little more intricate. Yeah, I think I think they're doing. 
Disney needs to step up their game a little bit because I was a little I was a little disappointed when Age of Ultron came out and she was the only one that didn't have merchandise. Like, come on, guys. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that to the female fans. You know what I mean? There's little girls out there that you know they don't want a Hulk cup. Right. You know what I mean? Like, don't do that. Yeah, it was cool because uh, yesterday when I went to see it again, and I heard a lot of people cheering this one, but I heard a lot of girls cheering in this one when she took on these two guys when they went against crossbones she took on these two guys by herself and you just see just the flips and shit that you're just like yeah because yeah. that i'm telling you marvel needs to get it together with the female fans because um well look what they did with ray yeah yeah so i'm saying yeah. but you have like um dc already got wonder woman toys out she was in the movie for a blink of an eye <laughs> you know and and i'm already seeing and then the wonder woman movie is going to come out and all that so yeah. Obviously, it's not for little kids, but still, right. you know, um, the division. So let me let me divide this topic real even quick. further. This right. <laughs> um, Finally, after how long so you had it, <laughs> I bought the Logitech G810 keyboard. Fucking amazing, by the way. If if you're looking for a mechanical keyboard with full lighting effects. And you don't want it to look like it belongs in an alien spaceship. Mm-hmm. It's a gorgeous keyboard. And they just came out with two new models of it, too. Because I got the original one that has the Romer G Logitech-specific mechanical switches, which I like. But now they have two models where you can get red or blue switches. So if you want normal switches, whatever. <laughs> the keyboard, if you pre-ordered it, came with a free copy of The Division. As For well me, as Assassin's Creed? <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> How many free uh, copies do you have now of that? <laughs> like 27 copies. Um, That's my Christmas list right there. Right, and I sold half of them. I was just going to start handing out copies of Unity. Or what was it, Syndicate or Unity? Unity. Unity, yeah. Um, so it came with the Division. I was like, cool, you know, Division's a $60 game. Um, the keyboard is $180, so that drops the price to me because I wanted to get the Division anyway. Right. So the Division is an interesting game. It's it's a third-person cover-based shooter. So it's already got two things that I love, because I love third... I actually prefer third-person to first-person when it comes to shooters. I don't know why. Well, it's it, because I, you'd like talking about yourself in the third-person. Probably. Um, but Adam enjoys a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't know. I, I tend to be better at those two. Like I, It just feels more like a game to me. I don't know. I don't get dizzy. I think that's what it is. Yeah, like I, first I, person. I do know this that when there's a third person shooter, you can focus on the screen is focused on your character, you know, so you don't feel like oh shit, what, the, <laughs> what am I doing? Um, and it's cover based, so if you're not in cover, you're gonna get melted right. by bullets. So you have to think. It, it gives you it gives you opportunity to what's my strategy? What abilities am I gonna use? Am I gonna throw a grenade at those dudes? How are they gonna react to this? Um. It's completely open world. You're in Manhattan. Basically a biological attack during a Black Friday where they put this like super small pox. They mixed smallpox with like a bunch of other shit and made it crazy and they put it on $20 bills. Hmm. So Black Friday happened and, and yeah. pretty much 80% of Manhattan died. Um, it's just how I would do it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't know if I missed it. Or if they just never said it. I don't know how the rest of the world is doing. I just know that Manhattan Island is fucking closed. Like, it's quarantined. So you're part of the division, which is this group of secret agents, basically, who get activated when shit hits the fan. So 
you're activated. Um, who you're fighting is, you know, they're fucking. There's a couple different groups, but most of the time it's it's rioters or they call them scavengers. They're like picking on people and stealing their shit. Um, there's also a group called the Cleaners, who their their philosophy is we need to burn everything so the disease doesn't spread. But that includes everyone they see. Jesus. So you have to kind of go with their shit. And fire, and they have flamethrowers. And you're like, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> but the game is really fucking good. And I know it had a rocky um, a rocky start with some server problems and yeah, stuff. Yeah, because the online thing, I think that's what I heard, yeah. Um, I have it on PC, so I, if it sucked on consoles, I apologize. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> um, but... But suck a dig. It's basically right. It. <laughs> right. Um, the game, the mechanics are just so satisfying. Like when you when you get into cover, you feel it. Like it just slaps into cover, and and the way it moves, like you can be in cover. You hit spacebar to get into cover. It's that cover is that important that it's spacebar. There's no <laughs> jump in the game. So hit spacebar, you're in cover, and then you can aim your reticle. At let's say let's say you're at cover behind like a fucking freeway divider, and then you have like a dumpster to the left. You can aim your reticle at the dumpster, and you'll see the spacebar emblem come up or whatever button on your console, and then hold it, and your character will run to it and hit cover there. Um, control will jump over things. You can blind fire. You can aim outside a cover. You can all the cover shit. Ghost recon. You can do all that shit. Um. You get a base in the game, like a base of operations, mm-hmm. and then you go on these missions, and there's three parts of your base. There's medical, security, and tech, and then you, you go on these missions, and you get credits for each of the three. So if it's a medical mission, you'll get medical credits, and then you upgrade. So like my, my medical facility, I just put a virus lab in and a pharmacy, uh, a fucking counseling station, like all the shit you would think would be there. Right. But the cool thing, it gives you perks when you're out on the field. And it gives you other abilities to do. And, like, I did an upgrade to my tech station, and I got this fucking mobile turret turret that I could put anywhere. Like, I'm on cover, and if I'm in cover and I hit the turret, he fucking reaches and puts it on top of the cover. And then all the dudes are like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the game's super dope. I haven't gone into the PvP. Um, they have a... Basically, it's an online game, but when you're playing the game, it's an instance. So you're the only one playing unless you group up with people and then go outside with them and then you'll you'll be in there together. Um, the safe houses, you'll see people roaming around. And then there's the dark zone, which is like free for all. And I guess that's where all the best loot is because it is a loot game. Like you're you're there's tons of oh, weapons right, yeah. and armor and you can modify your weapons with scopes and handles and fucking all types of shit so the best stuff's in there but it's like a level 30 area kind of because that's mm-hmm. the top level and i don't i ain't fucking with it right <laughs> now so the game's great though if you're looking for something pretty fun pretty interesting to play get the division if you haven't got it yet i know people complain they go oh it's boring because you only fight people in like the same kind of the same kind of enemies. I'm like, yeah, well, because it's realistic. Right. You know, I don't think <laughs> aliens want, are going to attack. If you want that, you go see, um, go to fucking uh, uh, Call of Duty. Yeah, where it's just random fucking people you're fighting. Right. So, and zombies and shit. So, right. Yeah. So, I mean, 
it's a really good game. Um, oh, well, the last thing I want to say. So since I play it on PC, I'm like, this is so odd that they gave it with this keyboard. I didn't understand why. Now I do. So when I start the game, when I first started the game, uh-huh. I right now my keyboard is, is all red, like all the lights. So when I started the game, the lights just turned off. I'm like, oh, fuck. Like I thought it broke. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm getting into the game. And you begin where it's it's kind of zooming in on the on the back of your character, and then the character shuts a car door and then looks at their reflection, and then you what your character is going to look like and shit. Oh wow! Once I did that, it said over the radio because you have kind of like a computer thing on your shoulder, mm-hmm. and then there's a, like a male computer voice that would be like threat neutralized or you know enemies detected, you know stuff like that. It sounds cool. It's cooler than it sounds. <laughs> so right when it you know, you're done with the carriage creation. It said, um, agent activated. And right when it said that lights turned back on on my keyboard, but it was changed. So only the buttons I used for the game were lit up and then they were organized where movement is like green oh, weapons are red. Oh, that's kind of, that's sick. So the reload button is R when I'm running low, it blinks. <laughs> I'm like, this is the coolest thing I've ever fucking seen. So it's good. It's good. It's Right. Right, it's it's pretty dope. Um, I mean, that's 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 for the legit PC Master Race gamers. I don't know how everyone else is doing. You say Master Race? PC Master Race. I have um, I I bought a uh, wrist rest because the mechanical keyboard sits kind of high, mm-hmm. and it's it's wider. And on the corner, it has a picture of some dude's like a head with like a magnificent beard and long flowing hair, and then it says "Glorious PC Gaming Race." <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it is what it is alright I guess on uh, that note uh, 45 minutes in we should probably get to the headlines huh maybe <laughs> they probably they won't be that long <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is going to be like 10 minutes yeah <laughs> the rest of the show is what you just heard right uh, alright so um, the reveal trailer for Call of Duty Infinite Warfare is quickly becoming the most disliked YouTube video of all time but that doesn't appear to be the cause of any concern for publisher Activision, according to Tech Times. In the recent investor meeting, Activision CEO Eric Hirschberg said that despite the negative reception of the trailer, early pre-orders for the game are off to a strong start. Quote, the fact is, while it's Every er, why it's very early pre-orders are off to a strong start. Hirschberg said in response to an investor question, views of the reveal trailer that you refer to are up, and in fact, the numbers of likes per view on Infinity on Infinite Warfare reveal trailer are also the highest we've ever seen. We've seen this in the franchise before, the reveal trailer for Black Ops, which took the franchise into the future for the first time, had the most dislikes of any trailer we had ever made at the time. That, of course, went on to become one of our most successful games ever. Hirschberg stated that the gaming industry is like no other, having some of the most vocal fans of any entertainment medium. He goes on to say that Call of Duty as a franchise has never been stronger. Of course he would. Uh, much of the much of the trailer's dislike to like ratio stems from the franchise's continued focus on sci-fi. Much to the disappointment of some fans, Hirschberg has something to say about that. We have more fans playing Black Ops 3, a game that takes place in the future with boost jumps and fictionist uh, weapons, 
and all the rest than any other game in history, he said. So what we know for sure is that if we just uh, did what worked in the past and never took any creative risk, we, would have a fran- we wouldn't have a franchise. Isn't that what they kind of do now? Wait a minute. More than <laughs> any other game in history? I want to see the numbers on that. All right. Um, the day uh, the day to worry is the day we stop trying new things, which is kind of what they already do. They have three studios doing the same thing over and over and over. I know. Yeah. Hirschberg also addressed the issue that Activision's deciding not to sell Modern Warfare Remastered outside of the Infinity War's pricey special edition, a point that has further angered many of the same fans who aren't interested in Infinite Warfare's futuristic settings. Quote, Of course we know that there are people in our community who are nostalgic for the boots-on-the-ground style gameplay and that we made Modern Warfare Remastered, he said. But we also have millions of people in our community that want to have a new innovative experiences in the game each year, and Infinite Warfare is going to deliver that. And the good news is... This year, we found a way to deliver both in one package while keeping our community together. Such a bullshit. Uh, the number of dislikes on the video, according to this post, but actu- in actuality, I looked at it just before we did the show, it's up over a million dislikes. Um, and they have, 13, at the time that I looked at it, it was like 13 million views overall. Uh, and only like a couple hundred thousand thumbs ups. But they have over a million dislikes. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, personally, I, I, we've seen the trailer and it's really just the same thing over and over and over again. Um, I played advanced, I got advanced warfare, um, only because I liked the whole Kevin Spacey aspect of it and the futurist. And plus it was the first game I got for the Xbox one. So I wanted to see how it looked on the Xbox one. Uh, the fact that he boasts that black ops is currently, you know, um, being, you know, is, you know, one of their most successful games ever. Um, yeah, because they have zombie mode. Most yeah. people play that game for zombie mode. Um, and uh, that's really all I could see for that. But when, <laughs> to counter that, EA, in their infinite wisdom, a day later revealed the trailer for Battlefield 1. And oh my god, does that look awesome? Um, I think this is cool because at the same time you have Activision, which is saying, yeah, yeah, if you want um, the remastered Modern Warfare, um, you're gonna have to buy our very expensive um, box set that's gonna include that. But Battlefield One decides, you want boots on the ground? Sure. You want to fly biplanes while you're at it too? Come on over. We'll do World War One for you. And it. Look, the, if you haven't seen the trailer, the link is in the show notes. It's ridiculous. Like, yeah, I, 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 I'm definitely getting Battlefield One because that Zeppelin, though, <laughs> dude, the fucking and the Battlefield One trailer is like half the length, right? <laughs> and it still says more. I, I think, I think we were talking about this a little before the podcast, but like Call of Duty and Battlefield are both trying to do the same thing and shake things up, but they're going in different directions. And I think Battlefield's going in a better direction. Yeah. Ba- Battlefield is going, okay, it's not like there isn't war that we can pull from that actually happened. Right. You know? Um, so why don't we do that? World War One was a bloody fucking war. Right. 
and it was it was the trench warfare and and the mechanized first, and yeah, all that the shit. first introduction of tanks and right you had the biplanes aerial combat exactly so then you have call of duty where they keep pushing into the future and i mean that's cool i guess but now it's like okay so you can basically do whatever you want that's why you're going into the future right yeah you know, i mean you're not halo calm down you know so it's the thing is, is that people will still buy the fucking Call of Duties because it's gotten to the point where Call of Duty fans are the type of fans where they'll complain about it, but they'll still get it. Well, even that, even I was thinking about that, and and, and I was thinking that you know most people that buy Call of Duty probably don't even play the campaign; they just do multiplayer. I know so many people that have been play, they'll play Call of Duty for months and they'll go, "I never touched the campaign." Yeah, they just play, they just play uh, the multiplayer with their buddies and just do it that way. And to be honest, that doesn't say a whole lot about the game. No. I mean... That just means you made a game with good mechanics. Yeah. And pretty graphics. But you... It, and the problem is that if... Let's say they move in that direction. Let's go, okay, let's make an online-only game. Which is done. I mean, there's first-person shooters that are that way. It's like, okay, but now you're so limited in what you can show off with. Right. <laughs> that... And right now, that's kind of where they're at. Nobody gives a shit about their campaign. The the only thing yeah. that anyone ever says is it's too short. Yeah, that that's uh, and it's always too short. I mean, I think I there was the first Black Ops. I think I beat the campaign in like six hours of game time, and I was yeah. taking my time. Yeah, yeah, I, I know there was a lot of people that said the that the, the what pissed them off most of the Black Ops game was the fact that it was just it was ridiculously short. Yeah, it's – I just don't care. I mean, Battlefield Battlefield is something that looks interesting. I mean, and we got shooters out that are doing some crazy shit. I mean, Doom's about to drop, and that yeah. game looks nuts. <laughs> um, you have – even games like The Division, like I was previously talking about. It might not be your thing, but they're doing something differently. Right. You know what I mean? And I, I think that the – the online aspect of it and just blending it into the world instead of going, now I'm online, you know, like the right. old school way. I think that's kind of the way to go. I mean, Battlefield just looks dope. Yeah. And it wasn't even gameplay. It was just, it pumped you up. Like the trailer was just the shit. And then, and then fucking Dice is a dick because they dropped that trailer like the next day after <laughs> Call of Duty. Right. And they, I think they were even talking some shit I don't know, about I don't, Call I, of Duty. I don't remember, but I remember like watching, like looking at it. And like I was at lunch, and then I'm like going, "Oh shit!" I go, and there they go. <laughs> like you know, they had that shit ready, and they were just waiting. And they go, "Here you go." Yeah. You know, so. Oh, we know you were thinking about like, damn, that Call of Duty shit sucks. Wish I had something else. We got something for you. <laughs> right. So yeah, I'm 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 thinking about picking that Battlefield up. We'll see what happens. Let me see some gameplays and see how the beta turns out and stuff like that. But um. Right. I've been I've been waiting for a real solid shooter to kind of get back into, um, maybe Battlefield will do it. Call of Duty. I kind of gave up on Call of Duty a long time ago. I gave up on it really after Black Ops. I felt so cheated in Black Ops that I just yeah. was I was like I was done. And like I said, I got Advanced Warfare simply because I just like literally was getting the Xbox One, and they were like, "Yeah, you get a free game," and it was like I'm looking around and wasn't really. I got anything. Batman. Yeah, but I had already picked up Batman for yeah. PlayStation, so I was like, "All right, I'll get, 
I'll get uh, Call of Duty. I kind of want to see how that game plays on the Xbox One. But you know what? It's not just Call of Duty that I feel this way too. Halo, I've, I'm kind of Halo Five. I was playing at a friend's house and it, it was cool, but it was just you know I don't know. I'm just I really you were hyped on that too. I was, and I played it, and it just felt like I was playing Halo. You know, it, it wasn't anything <laughs> that was over the top. You know what I mean? I think it's as I get older. I'm a lot more selective. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not like I have to play every game. You know, I don't have right. fucking time for that. You know, <laughs> so there's there's games that grab my attention. I'm actually surprised the division grabbed my attention like it did. To yeah. be honest, yeah, I, too, I figured I figured I'd play it for a couple hours and then be done with it. But it, yeah, I thought you would have been like, uh, uh, oh yeah, so I stopped playing it on Saturday. You know, and, I, and you know the <laughs> you know the crazy thing is, mm-hmm. I'm fucking good at it too. I don't <laughs> play games, that motherfucker, dude. <laughs> I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there with my mouse compensating for the fucking recoil and shit (laughs) this fucking shooting bitches like it's crazy but the thing about battlefield though and we were talking about this too a lot of people play call of duty because battlefield's harder yeah it's always been harder than call of duty that's call of duty's like the way first person shooters work is when you shoot the enemy the computer's not fucking it doesn't there's a hit box right you know if you shoot within that box You've shot the enemy, but Battlefield's hitbox is like they traced. The oh dude. yeah, you know. So if you miss, you fucking miss, and you die quick in Battlefield too. <laughs> yeah, there's no mercy on that in no. that game. You get you can die two shots, pop pop, and fucking. Bleh. You know, so but that makes it more challenging too. You know, so it's fine, but whatever. Let's talk about the box office. Why not? You know Why what not? I mean? Exactly. <sighs> Hundred and eighty one point eight million <laughs> North American box office debut of Captain America Civil War stands as the fifth biggest bow of all time, wedging the film between two other Marvel movies, Iron Man three, which was hundred and seventy four point one million, and Marvel Avengers Age of Ultron, which is hundred and ninety one point three million. The Cap threequel IGN, come on. <laughs> uh, dethroned another Disney block- blockbuster, The Jungle Book. Um, from the top spot of the bomb. I'm surprised you didn't rush out to see that. The Jungle Book? Yeah. I actually was really... I, I, I love the cartoon so much that I was like... It was almost sacrilegious for me. But I've heard, but I, um, but I was just... I didn't want to see it ruined. But I've heard a lot of people saying that it was actually really, really good. Even one of my friends who loves the animated one said he goes, No, it actually was that good. I've heard it was dope. Yeah. But I'll see... Movies like that I never see in the theater. Um, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I'll see it when it comes out. Uh, from the top spot of the box office where it's rained for the past three weekends, the Jungle Book's domestic total current currently stands at roughly $285 million. Uh, Civil War's domestic debut has already outgrossed the entire North American run of Captain America the First Avenger, which is $176.6 million. It will certainly surpass the $259 million run of the series' second entry, Captain America the Winter Soldier, which I still think was is currently the best Marvel movie. And I take I take um Guardians of the Galaxy out of the lineup because it's so say. it's so displaced from everybody else. <laughs> I was gonna say I really I uh, I don't know, Guardians of the Galaxy. No, Guardians was dope, but I don't include it because it's not it's not in the same it's in the same universe, but it's not on the same fucking planet. Right. You know, so I don't really compare it with anything else. As Variety points out, Marvel Disney titles now occupy the third through sixth slots for top domestic opening weekend 
and that the dozen Marvel movies have grossed over $9 billion worldwide. Uh, worldwide Civil War's box office gross currently stands at $678.4 million. <laughs> It's only been out since Friday. Yeah, I know, right? Sick. Um, all right. So here's the list. Number one, Captain America Civil War, $181.8 million. Number two, Jungle Book, $21.9 million. I don't expect that one to make big, big bucks, but that's still pretty good. Yeah. Um, Mother's Day, $9 million. A lot <laughs> of first dates going on. Um, the Huntsman Winter's War, $3.6 million. Keanu, $3.1 million. <laughs> uh, Barbershop, The Next Cut, $2.7 million. Zootopia, $2.7 million. The Boss at 1.7 million ratchet and clank 1.5 million which no one is talking about now by yeah, the way i heard I that movie i heard that movie sucks really that's what i heard um and batman versus superman donna justice rounds out the list at 10 making a million so pretty solid yeah they're comic book movies at the beginning and the end yeah so all right well adam and i've talked about this for a long time uh Yes, we have. <laughs> One of the reasons why we don't use Edge. Uh, I also to... have a detail I found out about uh, this, too. Uh, okay. Uh, according to The Verge, Adblock and Adblock Plus are now available in the Windows Store for Microsoft Edge browsers, letting Windows 10 users browse the way Microsoft intended, giving them the option to control the ads they see. Microsoft opened up Edge browser extensions to testers in March, paving the way for Adblock and, and other major extensions. Any Chrome or Firefox holdouts who have been waiting for this feature to make it to Edge can now make the jump. Adblock and Adblock Plus are made by different companies, but represent the most popular ad blocking tools available. Adblock has 40 million users just through Google Chrome browser. Only Windows 10 preview users can access the new extension for now, but the service could expand to the full platform soon. So this article is incorrect. Yeah. A little bit. Um, Adblock and Adblock Plus are available for Microsoft Edge, but only if you are currently in the Microsoft Insider program, which means you're getting beta stuff. Right. Um, the, cause I just found that out cause I was trying to install it and it wouldn't. And then I, which is, looked into which it. is misleading in this article because they said it's available now, but then at the end it's saying only users, only preview 10 users can use it. It's like, no, it's not available now. Yeah. So it's still cool. It's still a step forward, but I'm going to guess 99% of windows 10 users are not in the preview program. Right. So I, I'm going to probably – I was trying to do it right here, but it wants me to upgrade Windows, and I'm kind of like, I don't know if I want to fucking – because I'm in the, the insider program for my phone, for Windows phone, mm-hmm. and that came with some shit that didn't work sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, But this one is slated to come out for everybody in the anniversary update this summer. Oh, um, July, so I think. Right. So it's not that far off. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still good to see that this is finally – and once Adblock and Adblock – plus are on there you'll start seeing other shit come on there too yeah um so it's good to see i i fucking be cool if they added some add-ons to the browser on my damn phone right (laughs) sometimes i can't go to a website without pop 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 my god damn i know i hate that so but yeah it's pretty dope (laughs) (laughs) um so let's end with a let's end with a puff piece (laughs) <laughs> okay. Um, 
The big screen's first Spider-Man salute. Wait, yeah, the big screen's first Spider-Man saluted. I was like, what? <laughs> um, the latest actor to don the red and blue duds of Marvel's wall crawler. First of all, well, I guess, yeah, the big screen's first Spider-Man, but he's not the first live-action Spider-Man. No. Tobey Maguire. Because I would have to say the electric company had Spider-Man for a while. That's right. Yeah. Tobey Maguire, who starred as Peter Parker in director Sam Raimi's Spider-Man trilogy, posted a fan video and message to his Instagram account this week, paying his respects to young Tom Holland, the Brit actor who made his web-slinging debut in Captain America Civil War. Maguire's caption on Instagram reads, Haha, seriously, who made this? At Tom Holland 2013, good job, you are great as Spider-Man, keep it up. Captain America Civil War have... Oh, we already know the opening. I already went over that. Tom Holland will reprise his role as Peter Parker in next year's Spider-Man Homecoming, which will also see Robert Downey Jr. and Marissa Tomei uh, back as Tony Stark and uh, Aunt May Parker. Uh, I've never seen it, Aunt, Aunt May Parker. It's yeah, weird. Yeah, it is weird, isn't it? Um, I, I also heard that they're going to make Marissa, they're going to use technology to make Marissa Tomei look as young as she did in My Cousin Vinny. <laughs> it's just going to keep going younger and younger. The, the, it's it's funny. Oh, because there was a, uh, speaking of which, there was a thing in, um, you know, in, in Ant-Man when they made Michael Douglas look the way he did in like the 80s, like yeah. flawlessly. They do the same thing with Robert Downey Jr. And he looked. Like I looked and I was like, "Oh my god, that's less than zero Robert Downey Jr." Like it was like I think I think the benefit like the benefit for both of those actors is that they've done so much film over the years that they can pull from that. Yeah, well that that's what I was when I saw the uh when I saw the movie with Patrick, he was telling me that the the company, the production the effects company that does those effects is the same one that did the one for chris evans as captain america they're also the ones that perfected that with the the curious case of benjamin button when Mm -hmm. they made him regress um and or get old or yeah get younger they said that they use that company and what they do is they pull from video or you know movies or tv and stuff like that from you know around that era and kind of piece it all together and he said, like, the benefit they had with Michael Douglas is that he's done so much, you know, from, like, Wall Street and, like, uh, Romancing the Stone and, you know, all of those things that they were able to do that. And the same thing with Robert Downey Jr. I'm thinking, fuck, it was, like, Chaplin and, like, Less Than Zero and all that. I looked at it, I was like, fuck, that looks like him from back in the day. It's well, the same with, um, with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger when they did it in the Terminator movie. Oh, right, yeah. He looked fucking spot on. Yeah. You know, but that's because he's done so much film. Like if they took two schmucks like us, <laughs> like they didn't. They don't have as much to pull from. You know what I mean? Well, look the way. Uh, well, look the way they uh, Patrick Stewart and uh, Ian McKellen looked in X Men Three. You know, it was like really bad CG yeah, that, look. That technology was uh, in its infancy. <laughs> uh, uh, it was. It was at the embryonic stage. It wasn't even right. infancy at that point. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I think it's actually really. It, I thought he was great as Spider Man. I, I thought he he also. How much screen time does Spider Man actually have in the movie? I'd say about a good thirty minutes. Like broken up thirty minutes. Yeah, broken up thirty minutes, but it's not really broken up that much. Like he's in it the like for one act basically. Yeah, I mean when he, they come in, he's he's it's great too because he has a good moment as Peter Parker, and then he has a great scene as as Spider Man, 
and it's hilarious too because like you know they they do this little thing with his spider sense but he didn't like show it he's swinging then all of a sudden he goes "Uh oh then he turns around and grabs so if you knew you you saw it basically yeah Yeah. that's uh, cool and yeah just i want to see the little the lines come up bring bring i go (laughs) (laughs) it's spider sense tingles yeah i know yeah my spider sense is tingling you know um but it's hilarious too because he totally plays it as a kid like what am i supposed to do again we talked about this you know (laughs) this is what you need to do I do like that scene in the um, the last trailer where he – you have like Bucky who's – we saw in Winter Soldier was beating everybody's ass. Right. And then Spider-Man just catches, catches his it. fist. Yeah. And then no, like whatever about it. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, he catches – you have a metal arm? Dude, that is awesome. <laughs> it's the only thing like you have to be careful with superhero movies because like you're watching – I was watching Winter Soldier. Right. And I'm like, I'm watching Captain America have a hard time with Bucky. And it makes sense. You know, they're both super soldiers. I'm like, why doesn't he just call the Hulk? (laughs) And then I'm like, no, don't do that. Because you can't do that in comic books either. Because you could. You're like, why don't they just call the Hulk? But then you'll keep saying that. Why don't they just call Superman? Why don't they just call the Hulk? Well, they they actually address that in uh, in this movie where where, um, uh, Black Widow looks at, uh, at Stark and goes, well, we're a little understaffed. And he goes, could use a hulk right now what do you think and then she looks at him and she's like whose side do you think he'd be on and then he goes yeah that's true you know like it wouldn't be on tony's it wouldn't be on tony's side look i'm team cap oh yeah all day all right oh yeah i think tony needs to calm his fucking ass down (laughs) uh oh yeah and there's the the only it was a little cameo but i know for those star trek fans out there especially if you're a fan of star trek first contact um Alfrey Woodward, who was in First Contact, uh, has a little cameo in there and has a good moment with Tony Stark. Alfrey Woodward, what character do you play? Uh, she, she was the she was um, Zephyr Cochran's co-pilot. Uh, what was her ah, name? yeah, I know who you're talking yeah, about. I definitely remember. not Swedish, you know. Yeah, <laughs> she had a she had a good moment with Tony at the beginning of the movie. Uh, and Community fans, because it was directed by the Russo brothers who directed Community, uh, you get to see a little bit of Dean Pelton. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Which they did in Winter Soldier. Remember? How many Op-ed? people are in this movie, for Christ's sake? <laughs> that, you know what? That reminded me what I was going to say in the beginning when we were talking about Marvel and how they kind of can get away with shit now. Because uh-huh. they've earned it, you know. But, uh-huh. like, the Homerist Tomate, I was at work. And I heard, we're all talking about them, like, I'm like, well, Marissa Tomei thing's kind of weird. Like, that's that's a big change, you know, canon-wise. And they go, they go, yeah, but I think it's okay because, you know, you would think Aunt May is a sibling of his parents, so she should probably be younger. So it's probably better this way. And I just go, yeah, it's probably <laughs> better this way. And like, if this was a DC movie, you would be like, um, she's a year younger, and it's horrible. I'm not going to see the movie. <laughs> fucking assholes. <laughs> well, it was it was funny because like there's a lot of people. Like I don't really care, but I'm just I just think it's funny that even the hardcore people don't care. Well, it was it's is well I mean the same thing happened when they had Sally Field playing Aunt May because she's significantly younger. Like the first the first Spider-Man movie, uh, what was her name? Rosemary. Was it Rosemary? I can't remember her her last name, but you know she was comic book Aunt May. She was so great. She too. was awesome too. I loved her. Best Aunt May. Best Aunt May. Oh yeah. And then when they did Tobey Maguire, 
I mean, um, uh, Andrew Garfield. Then they got Sally Field, which was a little younger, you know, than than the original anime. But I didn't hear many people said about that because it was like, oh, it's Sally Field. Okay. Yeah, because it's Sally Field. Right. You know? And then you have, oh, we're going to have Marissa Tomei. And I think a lot of it's like, wow, she, that's younger. But I think because it's Marissa Tomei. And not just because she's hot. Marissa Tomei is a very accomplished she's, actress. She, yeah, she's a very accomplished actress. And she, she can play comedy. She can play drama. We've seen her do all that stuff. For me, it was kind of like, she's also hot. Like, I think that's kind of the thing, too, is like you see her and you're like, yeah, but she's hot. Like, you're still giving it a pass. I just think it's funny. <laughs> I just think it's funny. That's that's all it is. Like, I feel that Marvel fans have become we like for, <laughs> for the lack of a better term desensitized to retcon. Like they don't even notice anymore. Well, no, that's that's not true because just as much as DC, Marvel has retconned so much shit. That's true. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Nobody so cares. Like the the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But, but here's the thing, though. Spider Man has been re- rebooted so many times. At this point, most people are like, "Whatever." That I agree with. And but like, just just put him in the Marvel Universe. Right. I don't care how you do it. Yeah, it's just like whatever. Just give us a Spider Man that we're going to be happy with. Right. And the thing is, is that. In this movie, they gave us a Spider-Man that we could be happy with. Especially his interaction with Tony Stark was great. And and so I, I think at this point, I think it was a good choice. But at the same time, it's like, I think it's because everybody's just like, oh, just do whatever you want. Just don't have us see Uncle Ben get killed again. You know, mm, please. It's, <laughs> it's like, come on, let's not have that again. Uh, so. I heard that Spider-Man can't even make instant rice. Yeah, because he's that sensitive about he's Uncle that Ben. Sensitive. You seen that meme? Yeah, <laughs> with all the Uncle Ben packages on the ground, and he's just like sitting there with his arms up, like. <laughs> it's so funny because every time I see Uncle Ben instant rice in the store, I think about Spider Man. <laughs> what well, did you? Uh, you like that uh, Happy Martha Day? <laughs> yeah. I was. This was the third time. Was last week where I people are like that scene didn't make any sense and i don't argue with people comic book movies are like religion i don't argue you know i'm just i'll let you know something but i'm not gonna argue with you uh-huh. so i'm letting them know no it did make sense although it was too quick right but this is what happened and batman saw didn't see him as a person and that was the blah 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 and they're like that's stupid that doesn't make any sense and i'm like can you get the fuck away from my desk <laughs> Take your stupidity across the room. It's one thing to say, you know what? I didn't really like that scene. They could have did it a different way. I'll agree with that. Okay, that's cool. But then to just go, the scene was shit because it didn't make any sense. No, maybe because you're stupid and you just don't get it. Exactly. I was just going to say, like like in last week's episode, you just don't get it. But (laughs) you have to agree. That's a legit you don't get it. It it is a legit you don't get it, but yeah, I, I understand that it just happened way too fucking too quick. Way too, too that should have been built up. He had probably six hours of footage that everything that led up to that. <laughs> I that bet was, you. But that was the one scene he decided to go really quick on. Like, I get it, like they had to hurry up, you know. Because <laughs> people were in peril. Yeah. You know, but there should have been like the movie was already at ten hours runtime, you know, they needed to get At least do at least throw another dream sequence in there to tie it up. <laughs> Like, just do something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. I just explained. I was talking to my friend, and he's like. You know, there was more to the, just the falling pearls into the gutter, you know, all that. So, you know. Right. Well, I was talking to, I was talking to someone about Wonder Woman. 
And like, I don't even know why Wonder Woman was in that movie. And I go, what do you mean? And they're like, well, she didn't even get any. They didn't even build on her character. Blah, blah. I'm like, well, this isn't the movie where she's getting built up on. Like, it's not the Wonder Woman movie. I said, really, Wonder Woman was a cameo. And she, he's like, she's in the movie for a long I'm like, no, Diana is in the movie for a long time. But Wonder Woman is in the movie for five minutes. Like, for a real quick, for a fight. And he's like, yeah, but I'm like, the, I'm like, there's two reasons why she's in that fight. One, Batman cannot fight Doomsday. It just ain't going to happen. So you need Superman supposed to sacrifice himself to prove to the audience that people are doubting him for no reason. So he does that. So Wonder Woman is there. So Batman doesn't die. Okay. <laughs> Second, they're the Trinity. It's a fan service thing. The three of them are there together so you can get that one shot with them standing there. Right. That's the only reason she's really there. Yeah. The Diana scenes made more sense because she was doing shit and you're saying, okay, she's in the mix. I wonder when one didn't really make sense. They could have did that fight differently. Yeah. Well, they didn't even have to use Doomsday. No. To be honest. they in. I was talking to a buddy of mine who I happened to see at the Verizon store. I didn't know he was working there, but we were talking about that. And he's like, Doomsday is kind of the, the character that could that deserved like to be his solo villain like to be the only villain of the movie you know like he didn't need to be just kind of like a like a okay a you're throwaway a, villain. you're yeah you're a third act villain yeah and he goes and the fact of the matter is and i agreed with him unless he goes wonder woman didn't need to be there i go no, no. it could he, have just strictly been superman batman superman right and the <laughs> only reason she was there is because for outside of the story reasons Trinity, right? It's gonna be a fan service thing. Her movie's coming up, right? Um, and it ties in because her movie's gonna be set in the World War One era, so it ties it in, right? Um, and then she's there because Bat. Give me a storyline where Batman fights Doomsday without any prep time and survives. Right. It, it won't work. Right. I mean, if he if he knew about Doomsday maybe two weeks before, <laughs> maybe. But, I mean, it was, like, all of a sudden. Right. I, I really think the Doomsday thing, that was the biggest letdown for me. Not the fight. I thought the fight was cool. But I think the character, it was almost disrespectful to that character. Right. Because he was such a pivotal character in comic book history. Yeah. Spanning, I don't give a fuck, DC, Marvel, Image, all of them. It's, it's it, well, yeah, Doomsday killed Superman. Exactly. Because I was going to say, because that's the reason. Because Doomsday killed Superman that's why it's like that's the only one that could take down superman and i also think the death of superman should have happened maybe in the justice league movie Mm. and not now right it doesn't make any sense yeah you name the movie batman versus superman well batman won i guess yeah exactly (laughs) you know like he's he's above ground (laughs) right and obviously you know we see at the end where He's gonna the gravitational field around that t- that around that coffin was being altered. Right. You know, I get it. You know, but there was just some directional things that I think I think Snyder's focus on fan service is too much. Like, oh, I'm gonna put Doomsday. They'll like this. Oh, I'm gonna kill Superman. They'll dig this. Oh, I'm gonna do like even little shit. Like when um Lois Lane was pulling Superman out of the kryptonite water. That's from fucking comic book too. Like, every scene is from a comic book. You pull from, like, six comics. <laughs> and that's the real thing. And it's like, well, I mean, Jimmy Olsen in the beginning of the movie, that's Red Sun right there. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the thing is, is that I – and I think with a lot of people, I think that's the thing, especially with people that didn't like it so much, was because they felt that they put everything into that movie to set up everything else. Yeah. And it just seemed like 
like what, what wait what what where where's that coming how's that fitting oh, wait what so i think it was just a lot to process that's where i think the marvel issue came out a little bit better was simply the fact that everybody got their own movie first then you did you brought everybody together so then you didn't have to kind of throw yeah. these people in to like what's going to be set up and then you have everybody's solo movies and... i think i think it's just dc's making it painfully obvious that they want the Justice League movie to come out. That's the only movie they're really focusing on. Yeah. And I think that if they would have pushed the Justice League movie out a few more years and then get some of those solo fl- at least solo flicks for Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman was already done. Um, at least those three. Yeah. You know, and then then have a Justice League movie. But I think that because um, Batman versus Superman was a Batman movie. Yeah. Like everyone's like, oh, Superman wasn't in it because it's not a Superman movie. Yeah, it's a Batman movie. That's why the tone is dark, and Batman gets most of the fucking playtime because it's yeah. his movie. Right. You know, so they're setting him up in there because we already knew where Man of Steel was in this universe. And so. I kind of get what they're saying because, and it, and it's completely obvious when you see that we kind we get the glimpse of the fucking pearls falling in the street. <laughs> right when I right when I saw that, I was like, okay, this is Batman's setup movie. It's already been confirmed right now. Right. But they, it's almost like they they were like, okay, we're coming off of the Nolan trilogy. We don't want it to seem like we're just rebooting the character, even though they are. Right. Right. Um, right. So let's make it. Let's let's introduce them in this ensemble flick. Right. But then I'm sitting there going, yeah, but it's Batman. Yeah. Like, Batman's not he's not plastic man guys. Right. You know, he, he deserves his own movie to set it up. And I don't think anyone would complain about a new Batman movie. Right, right. You know, so yeah, there were some things I didn't like, but I liked the movie. You know. Yeah, I did too. Um we, we we talk about this movie every podcast. I know it's. Uh, we could be talking about toasters, and then all of a sudden, but like Batman versus Superman. I know we're back to that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, in uh, in in regards to what you were saying, I I totally I totally agree with that. Uh, and so, you know, I I just was like, uh, it it there was just a I I really just do believe that if they had given us yeah batman by himself maybe i mean you know now that i mean we already know that what's his uh what's his name is getting his own solo movie and i understand we probably could have done without a batman movie you know maybe we could have had if they were going to throw in diana maybe have a you know a wonder woman solo movie but we didn't really need her in in justice league i mean in batman versus superman no and like i said the only reason she's there is I think that having her in there as Diana was cool. Right. But I think the and only to remind you how hot Wonder Woman oh, is. Jesus Christ. Yeah. The only reason <laughs> she's in there as Wonder Woman is because of the way the scene is played out. Yeah. Because if you notice, Batman's pretty much diving out of the way the whole fucking time. As right. as well he should. <laughs> right, as well he should. You know, should. you basically have three fucking demigods fighting. He can't he can't stand up to it, you know. And he did some work, you know, he did little things behind the scenes. Yeah. But um Batman knows when to get the fuck out of the way. Right. But the thing is, is if Superman is gonna sacrifice himself at the end, it the fight just wouldn't have made any sense. If you had that fight the same exact way as it was, and you didn't have wonder woman in there as a heavy hitter right then lois lane needs to leave because she's distracting fucking superman and batman's gonna die you know just stupid or just stupid stuff like that but they could have did the fight differently they could have had a different villain i mean dc has plenty 
of villains. And I think that being that it pretty much was a Batman movie, mm-hmm. get a Batman villain in there. There you go. You know what I mean? We, we've got plenty of them that we haven't used it. Throw Calendar Man in that bitch. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Just something. You know? Hey, Calendar Man's dope. I like Calendar Man. I think the best rendition of Calendar Man was in the in the games, dude. He was super dope. I don't know, but there's there's just plenty plenty of villains they could have pulled from that wasn't yeah. Doomsday. Um, I was I was gonna mention this earlier, but I was watching, I was catching up on some episodes of the Flash, and um, the Flash lost his power to Zoom, and so instead of you know revealing that the Flash is no longer around because they figured they would incite chaos, you know, yeah, <laughs> um, they started using uh, holograms to just look like the flash was running around and stuff like that and uh so he's like well maybe we can well why don't we do this little move he goes yeah but you can't you know work you can't touch him it's like maybe we don't have to all right slow him down and uh they got uh cisco was like all right because he's controlling the image on his computer Mm -hmm. and uh, he sits behind he goes all right let's do this and then he goes leroy And then it cuts to the... So we didn't get the last day, but I just started rolling when I heard him say Leroy. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, all right. Well, uh, we want to thank you guys for checking out this week's show. You can subscribe and get this show every Monday download- downloaded directly to the listening device of your choice. Oh. Yeah. You can catch us on uh, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Lips- or Lipson. And if you're old school, you can go directly to the website, thelazygeeks.com. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm deep in thought about these <laughs> movies. I'm sitting here like just breaking it up. All right. Uh, you know, look comment. For, look, look for Adam's diagram on the website. Coming up. Do a fucking thesis. <laughs> a PowerPoint um, presentation. Well, I showed um because uh, D- DC's doing the rebirth thing. Oh, right. Uh-huh. And I'm like, this is my time. I'm getting back into comics. And I fucking sent Steve my pull list. It's got fucking art on it, and it's all super organized. <laughs> Prices and That's shit. That's right. I don't fuck around, dude. <laughs> um, comment, people. That's what we're really talking about here. Right. You know, in the, At the end of the day, this is it's all <laughs> At the end of the day, <laughs> when you go to any of the uh, social or podcast sites that Steve has mentioned, drop a comment. And let us know how you feel about Batman versus Superman. <laughs> and when you do, we'll give you a free copy of uh, Unity <laughs> right. as well. <laughs> so, so you can add that to your stack of free uh, right. free Unities that you guys have been getting. Um, you can also catch us on social media, facebook.com slash thelazygeeks, uh, Google+, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, all under the name thelazygeeks, one word. And now that I have my new phone, we will be coming soon to Vine and Periscope. But they didn't have that on Apple? Uh, no, it's just because the limited the limited environment that I had. I just really oh. couldn't put a lot of videos on there. Basically, Apple sucks dick. Much, yeah. okay. That's what, pretty much what I'm trying to say, yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and if... Because uh, at the end of the day, Apple sucks dick. <laughs> and if you're an Apple fan and you want to yell at us, definitely send us an email at thegeeks at thelazygeeks.com. <laughs> Uh, and you can also find me on the interwebs on Twitter at a middle-aged geek, Instagram, middle-aged underscore geek, and you can even check out my blog, themiddleagedgeek.com. So that is it for us this week. 
So until next time, peace out. This has been a production of the Lazy Geeks Network, available only at thelazygeeks.com. Goodbye.